I'm an entrepreneur with a mission to share unique business experiences, tips of the trade, and entrepreneurial advice through fun and easygoing conversations with pros and peers. I'm Cassie, and I'm your host. Let's grab drinks after work every Thursday as we banter and brainstorm. With a shot of business and a splash of pleasure, this is the Mastermind Mixer. Attention photographers, are you looking for a comprehensive step-by-step system to help you streamline your photography business and achieve consistent results? Look no further. I wanna talk to you about the Photography Framework, a company owned by my friend, Ali Ray Haney. It's a game-changing resource designed to elevate your photography skills and grow your business. The Photography Framework offers an all-inclusive, easy-to-follow program that covers everything from client management and workflow to marketing strategy and post-production techniques. By implementing the proven strategies in this program, you'll be able to create stunning images, attract more clients, and boost your income, all while saving time and reducing stress. As a special offer to our loyal Mastermind Mixer listeners, we're giving you an exclusive 20% discount on the photography framework. To claim this amazing deal, simply use code Cassie Lane at checkout. Don't miss this opportunity to take your photography business to the next level. Visit the photography framework today and use code Cassie Lane, that's K-A-S-S-I-E-L-A-Y-N-E for 20% off. Transform your passion into a profitable, sustainable business and start enjoying the success you've always dreamed of. Happy shooting. Welcome to another episode of the Mastermind Mixer. In today's episode, we have a special guest, Dr. Lindsay Cavanaugh. She's a psychologist, military marriage coach, and fellow military spouse. She's passionate about helping military spouses build the marriage they truly desire. During our conversation, Lindsay shares her journey from traditional counseling to coaching, specifically focusing on military families. We dive into the challenges that military spouses face and how Lindsay's unique approach helps them navigate their marriages and lives with more ease and support. As a little background, I first connected with Lindsay when I used her services as a military spouse myself, and her expertise has been a game changer, not only in my marriage, but also in my life. So join us as we discuss the importance of specialized support for military families and how Lindsay's coaching practice is making a real difference. The paired drink for this episode is a refreshing minted iced tea. This cool and invigorating beverage complements our conversation about support and growth in military marriages, adding a touch of freshness to the mix. If you feel a little bit crazy, you can put a little dash of rum in there just for some fun. (laughs) So grab a glass of minted iced tea, settle in and enjoy our conversation as we explore the world of military marriage coaching with Dr. Lindsay Cavanaugh. Cheers. Hey, Lindsay, thank you so much for being on the Mastermind Mixer today. Um, If you would take a moment and introduce yourself, I would be very appreciative. Awesome. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. I am Dr. Lindsay Cavanaugh. I am a psychologist and military marriage coach and a fellow military spouse. And I am just passionate about helping military spouses have the marriage that have the marriage that they truly desire. Um, here's Coco. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe I'm recording, so I can't talk right now, but we'll talk afterwards. Okay. Can you shut the door? Thank you. Of course. That was the best intro ever. Military spouses were babies and toddlers and little girls, like all the things. We've got, yeah, all of the above, all at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, a little bit of background for the listeners. I actually 
found out about you because I used your services as a military spouse as well. Um, and I find it really interesting um, in the therapy world and the counseling world that we had been in finding somebody that was specific to military families. And I'm just curious how, um, like, how did the education transition into that? Where did you find the gap? Um, how did you go from counseling to um, coaching and more, a little bit more about mm-hmm. that? So I have been a psychologist for 14 years and that was, I mean, in the psychology world, there's a very specific path that you go and you get your license and you work here and, you know, and whatever. Most of my friends that I went to school with are like in the same jobs or work of where they did their residency. And so they're just, you know, was this kind of cookie cutter way of, of doing it as a psychologist. And then military life came became a thing. And yeah. I realized that mine was not going to look like that. So here I was, you know, starting a new job, um, leaving a new job two years later. And not only is that a lot for me, because now I'm working with people and the, you know, having the turnover, but they're also having a turnover of me. And it just, I was just getting kind of frustrated. And the problem too, with, um, for me, being a military spouse, the psychology field has a lot of rules. You can only work in the state that you are licensed in. And it was taking me sometimes upwards of six months to get licensed in a new state um, just to leave again, you know, a year year later. later. (laughs) And so I kind of started to think like, what do I really want to do? And I really, I wanted to work with people. I wanted to, and it kind of narrowed it down. I really love doing couples um, therapy or or whatever you want to call it. And I kind of came upon the coaching world where for as many rules as psychology has, coaching has like zero there. It's like, I say it's the wild, wild west. You don't need credentials. You don't need. So if you're out there looking for a coach, you really have to be careful about that. But for me, you know, I, I, for me, I don't worry about that because I know I have at least the solid background and I have. So I started to, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a coach. And now the more I do it, it's like, I get to be creative. I get to do this. So maybe, um, you know, I, I am helping people without actually having to get on calls. Maybe I'm helping, you know, like what are some other ways that we can just get people support, um, so that was kind of a long answer to your question. No, but I think that it has to be a long answer. Um, you know, not everybody listening will be in the military world, but as someone who is as well, like it is yeah. just having to find that flexibility um, in, in your own job, but also be credible. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, as a photographer myself, um, diving in and trying to find coaches and trying to find even just like business coaches and things. and. Um, you and I have even talked about this, like credentials don't always line up, like f- personal trainers, like you don't really have to have credentials. So the fact that you have the background, I, in my opinion, as a, as a client, um, was so much more reassuring, I think, mm-hmm. um, that you were able, but do you find that being in the coach world, has that been like a burden on your back with your business or do people, um, kind of see past that. Cause I do think that right now there's a, there's a fluff in the coach world. Yeah. And you have to like really dig into that. Like, are you finding any, 
are you struggling with that or, or is it, has it been pretty simple? I think, yeah, I think that even just, um, the psychology world wasn't super, uh, I don't know. They they weren't super nice about coaches and how, you know, how that looks, but there's, I mean, it's not even just me cup families that have to move a lot for, for various reasons, not just the military, you know, all kind of are running into the same things and how difficult, um, it is to get licensed in different States. And so you have a kind of an influx, especially with COVID where people, you know, were like, I don't really want to do this anymore. I want to have my own flexibility. I want to be able to see people when I see people and, you know, and, and that sort of thing. So I think that, yeah, there was this stigma around coaching. Um, so I find that for me, I, do a lot of education about what does coaching look like for me specifically. I can't necessarily say for every coach because it is, you know, again, right. I really you can't speak for Wild everyone. Wild West. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for me, I can say, you know, it, this is how it looks similar to when, you know, I was doing traditional therapy and here's where it looks a little bit different. And, you know, and then go from there. So I think there's a lot more education in the beginning um, just to help people understand what that means and what it looks like. Yeah. So whenever you, like, what does that look like for you? So now you're in the coaching world. You're, you started what it was 2021 when you mm-hmm. started married to military, right? Um, so you were post, were quote unquote, post-COVID, not quite, but, you know, somewhere in the space of things are trying to get back to normal. Um, How have you grown? Like, where have you seen the most growth um, since beginning and where have you struggled? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I started the business and then six months later, um, found out that I was pregnant with our second child, that we were moving um, not only once internationally, but twice. We were in Portugal at the time. We were moving to San Diego for eight months and then moving to Japan. Um, and so I think for me, like this, the, it's really hard to just focus on, you know, the, the business and that sort of thing, because everything has also been so tied to what has been going on, um, in my life. And, you know, here I had this very brand new business and needed to go on maternity leave. And, (laughs) you know, when you have your own business, right, like I'm doing all my own advertising and I'm doing all my, you know, all of that sort of stuff, you know, and then how, how do you kind of keep that stuff up when, when you're the ones keeping the lights on, so to speak. So I think that the difficulty really for me has mostly been like how to figuring out how to do it given all of these life circumstances. And that's exactly why I'm doing it in this way so that I can have the flexibility so that I can, um, you know, keep it going despite everything that's going on around me have like, that is my consistency right now. Sure. Do you, um, are you, are you nervous about the move to Japan and the, like the time difference? And, but I mean, I guess you're going to a military base, so you might have clientele there as well, but I'm curious. And I I deal with this myself because we move so often. Um, it feels like we're constantly in in the building stage. Um, so do you, do you have like any special game plan? Um, you know, what does that look like for you? Cause I, I used to live in Japan as well. Um, so I know the time difference is, you know, 12 hours 
just mm-hmm. about. So it's, you know, when it's night here, it's daytime there and it's just doesn't quite line up. So how are you, how are you battling that? Yeah, it's, it's funny. I had this exact conversation with my own business coach this week because, um, I really enjoy being on calls with people and it's really going to look different when we're in Japan. And so we've been talking a lot about how that can look and how um, I can still make the impact that I want to make. Because it's always been about that for me, the impact. And then the income that comes from that is, is you know, is obviously nice and welcomed. And, right. and, and But it, it's always been, you know, the, the impact and so we've really been looking at, and this is where being a coach has, has really come in handy because I can sort of be creative. There is um, an, an app called Voxer that um, you can send like text and voice messages. And so I've been doing a lot of just Voxer only. So I'm not actually getting on calls with people, but people can, can write to me, you know, as things are happening. So as they're having an argument with their spouse or as, you know, they're going through a stressful situation and then I can respond when it is also convenient for me, like when the baby is napping or, you know, you know, now a time difference. And so I, I've had to do a little bit of work to figure out how, how can this be you know, helpful, as helpful as like getting on a call. And, you know, I needed to put some more structures, but so kind of working on stuff like that. I'm also working on a course that people can kind of work at, at their own time in their own schedule, which again, as a military spouse, like that's kind of where I'm at. I, I can't always commit to a certain time anyway. And so I think at the end of this, I think that, it's had me get really creative, which I feel like will benefit my business overall um, in the long run. But yeah, I to say I'm not nervous would be a complete lie. Like I'm really nervous <laughs> about what that's going to look like as a result sure. of the, the time difference. Yeah. So you mentioned a business coach. Um, have, did you go out of the gate with a business coach or um, has that something that you've progressed into? Like, And what's that relationship like? So I doing being a psychologist for as long as I was, I feel really confident in in those abilities. Now, when it comes to making sales, doing, you know, advertising, like I don't know, I or I didn't, I didn't know anything about any of that. And so the, I'm, you know, I'm the, I, gosh, I got my PhD. I love learning. I love, so it was like one of the first things that I did was I need to have at least somebody to help me. So almost, well, maybe even before I even had, yeah, it was like from the get go, I had a coach. I think it's taken me a while to land on a coach that really fit me. And I think that that is also just like how I kind of give people permission. Like if you don't feel like you're getting what you want from, you know, whatever support, that doesn't mean that that support service isn't useful. It's that maybe it's just not the best fit and like, fine. So it's taken me, I want to say this is my third. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I think this is so my you started third. with one and you, fourth. I this love is that you, fourth. Give, <laughs> fourth. <laughs> I love that you give permission though to leave. Like you, you have an out. Um, because I do think that sometimes whether it be like financial or just like 
you know, you hired somebody because you do think that they're a fit, right? Like you, you look at them yeah. on paper and everything looks good. And then once you get in, you're like, this just isn't as fruitful, but sometimes it's hard to, to break up. It's hard to walk mm-hmm. away from that. Um, so I, I love that the, the concept of like, no, it's okay. Like if it's not a good fit, if it's not working, like walk away. And that, that could be said for, you know, any, any avenue that you're going yeah. in your business too. So that I just feel good. like in life, that's a good, you know, I think that I've been a people pleaser a lot of my life and realizing that if I please myself first, I actually can do way more. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think that I really, that it's sort of the lens through which I see, like a lot of times at the beginning, I didn't want to leave a, a business coach because I didn't want to like hurt their feelings. You know, I didn't want them to think that they weren't good, but at the end of the day, like it's about me and it's about my business and right. And like the only way you're going to thrive is going to do what's best for your business, not for their business. Cause it's great for their business. If you stay on. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I also really try to practice what I preach. Like I, if I want people to use me for support, like I need to make sure that I'm getting my own support and, you know, in, in all forms. So I really, that, that in and of itself also, like if I, I can't be saying to other people, get support when you need it. And then I don't do the same. It just doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. So outside. Okay. So we've talked about your military spouse. You have this business that you recently started. Um, you have a baby. Um, and I know that you also have another little girl. Um, so you have two kids. Um, if, if you're putting yourself first, as far as business coaches, what else do you do to balance? Like, I mean, is there a work-life balance? Does that exist? How do you prioritize yourself in a day? Like, what does that look like for you? That's a good question because literally, again, since I've started the business, we've moved one, two, three, and almost a fourth time. Um, And so it, it has been different every time. What I have found is I really do well. I need dedicated work time. I need time when somebody is watching um because I was trying to like work between naps or I was trying to do you know like that kind of stuff and it just I am not as successful at that so I found that I really need kind of childcare you know figuring out what hours work so that I I can get what I need to done because here's the thing is I love working in my business. I could do it probably 60 hours a week and be like perfectly happy and just say, I Give agree me with more. <laughs> and exactly. so it's, I think that if anything, I, I have to put limits around me so that I can still show up for my family the way I want to, that I can still show up, um, my, my husband's deployed, but when he gets back, um, <laughs> I can still show up for him the way that I want to. And so I think just having structured time and saying like, this is this to this is work time. And then that's it. And it just, it just doesn't happen outside of that. And knowing that I can, I will have the next time. Um, and I, so I've been playing around with how much that looks like, you know, how many hours per week that looks like. But well, and I think it's a constant flex too, right? Like there's, um, there's sometimes when like a 40 hour week is great and you're able to like balance it, but you know, there's busy seasons and there's crazy personal stuff. And sometimes it's mm-hmm. 10 hours and you just have to, um, you know, as 
moms to young children with a small business as well, just fight that, that ebb and flow of everything and not even fight it, but ride it, ride that wave and, um, find out what works in the moment has been something that I've been, like you said, like I could, I joke with Mark all the time. Um, you know, I'm like, don't be mad because I love my job. Yes. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I could be in it all the time, but I also know that I have a family and a husband who need yeah. me and want me around. <laughs> so I, I, I work on that a lot myself. Yeah. Um, so whenever you, um, you mentioned Voxer, which I'm familiar with. Um, it is a great tool. And I think it's a great tool that um, would go across the board um, outside of what you do for a living. But are there any other, you know, you didn't have any experience in marketing and sales. Are there other programs that you're like, oh, I could not live without this? Like for me, like Canva as a, like a social media oh. manager for other people, like I live and breathe Canva. Like, is there anything that you use often? Yes. Um, so I, I definitely use Canva a lot, a lot. I would say I also currently am using Zoom. I just think it, I I do lives to like Facebook and stuff and I still will go through Zoom as well as client calls. Um, and then I use, um, I personally use a scheduling, um, tool called Satori app and Mm -hmm. it is built for, coaches. So they have a lot of features in there, um, especially for that. So I think those are kind of my main three that I'm just in all the time. Are you able to use the scheduling app? Is that something that, um, I know you have a podcast as well. So do you use it for clients and podcasts or are those two separate things? I do. I use the same scheduler for both. What I really like about it and what I would just say for any scheduler is it also has my contracts in there. So people cannot get on my calendar until unless you've signed the contract. So like I'm not having to like do any of that. Um it also it accepts payment and it also, nice. you know, so it's like a whole, uh, client management provides, yeah. Provides everything. questionnaires provide like, yeah, really everything. Nice. Um, on nice. that end. That's great. I'm like taking notes. I'm like, I'm yeah. that. <laughs> um, so you said you've been a psychologist for 14 years. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been married? I, <laughs> Yeah, not as long as that. I have actually been married this, uh, how long have I been married? I've been married for nine years. We have been together for 14. Yeah, because it was right around when, um, of course, he was deployed during my graduation. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. That tracks. (laughs) So whenever you got your degree, like fresh out of college, like, where did you see yourself going and like, what is, how has that changed since? So I think that's a good question because obviously when I was getting my degree, I wasn't, I wasn't dating my spouse at that time. Like we started right. dating very much towards the end of my um, graduate school and I think that it's it's hard now because life has taken me in such like a different direction than what I saw. Originally, when I went in, I wanted to work with with like kids, teens with substance abuse issues. Like that was what, you know, when I was in college, what I was going to go to school for. And then I started working in that and I realized I don't want to do that. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like a lot of us I, all had the like had a vision of what something important. would look like. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I see value in this, and like I can see myself there. And then you get there, and you're like, not exactly what I was anticipating. <laughs> I think the hardest part for me working with kids, it's not the kids. Like kids actually get better so much faster than adults do. It's the it's that. Um, the parents, it's you, they aren't in control over all of their stuff. And so you, if, if they're going back to the exact same environment, it gets really hard to change. And so it was frustrating for them. It was frustrating for me. And it's a really easy way to burn out. So I, I really give a lot of credit to the people who work in those fields because I do know how challenging it is. And, and, but, um, so then I kind of did health psychology for a while and I was working in medical clinics. I still really love that. I really value that. I think my biggest thing has always been helping getting around the stigma. Like how do you, how do we make getting support for, you know, our, our mental needs? How do, <laughs> oh yeah. How do we make that normal? Um, and that was, so I was doing, I was going into like primary care appointments with people and just, you know, saying, Hey, I'd love to chat with you about your mental health and just see, you know, what's going on. So, and then it's kind of progressed from there. And then I got in with the military. I was working just as a military psychologist. I really, because, you know, later when I was, you know, with my spouse, like I was living the life. And so it was really nice to get to work with them too. And um, a lot of that came down to, again, the lack of flexibility that when I had my daughter um, and we needed to do some like, you know, physical therapy appointments and I quickly used up all my leave. Of course it had to be me because my spouse, you know, was either gone or, you know, so it was just one of those kinds of things. So my, my career has changed. It's always been helping people. Yeah. Who I'm helping has changed a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, When you were in the, military stage of that. Um, do the same guidelines apply? Like, do you have to have licensing in that state or is there like, you know, cause being on like federal property, sometimes there's different rules. Mm-hmm. So did you still have to do relicensing everywhere? You know, you have to have a act or an active license in the United States and, and then okay. you could use it. And that's, I think why I stuck with them as long as I did, because it eliminated having to get relicensed. Now, just because that doesn't mean like, so then we got to Portugal and there were no jobs. Like there is no um, US medical in Portugal. And so I was unable to work. I was unable to actually have a job based on the visa that I was in. So while it it helps, and I think working for the government is a really great option for um, spouses because of that, it it still isn't a foolproof thing. And and it was really in that time when I couldn't work that I sort of the business came because it was like, you know, I needed something. Hey, everyone. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I just want to take a moment to share a special offer from a tool I personally love and use, Trello. 
As someone who values organization and efficiency, I find Trello to be an incredibly versatile and user-friendly project management tool. It helps businesses and individuals stay on top of their tasks, collaborate seamlessly, and achieve their goals more efficiently. It's an essential tool for anyone looking to bring structure and clarity to their work and personal life. As a special treat for our dedicated listeners, when you sign up for Trello using our referral code, trello.com slash Lane slash recommend, you'll receive one month free. This fantastic bonus will help you jumpstart your organizational journey. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to revolutionize your project management and elevate your productivity. Visit trello.com, that's T-R-E-L-L-O.com slash Cassie Lane slash recommend to claim your free month and start experiencing the benefits of Trello today. You're getting ready to move to Japan. You have a deployed husband. You have all of these things. Um, let's not talk business for a second. Like, tell me what you do for fun for you or for like fulfilling for you. <laughs> tell me what it looks like outside of your business. Yeah. Cause so you're giving a lot to people. I'm giving a lot. Yeah. Um, things that I really love. I, I really love to eat and I really love to cook. <laughs> um, cause I think they go hand in hand. I think, so um, Traveling, I think, is my absolute favorite thing in the entire world. And I will say the military has really helped facilitate that for us. And especially, like, I'm going to go live in Japan and the, the amount of travel that we'll be able to do from right. there. Um, so it's not just the trap, right? I'm trip planning and, you know, right. all of it. I love scrapbooking. My just so all of that. It all stems um, from that. Yeah. I'm doing an adult dance class that oh, I really love. What kind of dance? <laughs> kind of um, dance? It's an adult jazz class. Wow, um, fun. My I used husband to dance did in college. My husband <laughs> yeah, danced no, in college. No, no, no. But yeah, I like found it out later in life, but he used to compete. Um, so it was like fun to see. So you're doing jazz class. Can you do that um, where you are right now? Yeah, so I I usually try to find one everywhere we are. And obviously some are better than others. I think some classes are more like aerobic just to get people out of the house as an adult. Right. And then others are like true, um, you know, true, true dance classes. So, it, so if fun. I stick with them, sort of changes. So I don't know. I don't know how that will work in Japan. It, it certainly didn't work in Portugal, but partly that was because everything was closed with um, oh, COVID. Yeah, but it'll be, yeah. Um, but I always you, try. Um, I will say, when uh, in our time in Japan, the one thing that I could praise them about all day is um, the things that they offered to us while we were there to to make it seem more familiar. So there was always things happening. There were always programs and always things. So I'm, I'm hopeful that you will find something while you're in Japan too. <laughs> yeah, I think that, um, and I am, I'm a big fan of those kinds of things. Like I know that I am better if I just sort of throw myself into a location, wherever that is, whether it's in the United States or outside of the United States. Um, so I, I, I kind of call myself the yes woman whenever I get somewhere, <laughs> somebody invites me somewhere and I just say, yes, like even if it's not something that I want or would, would ever f- think to do on my own. Um, and then it usually shifts out and the things that I want to keep doing, I'll keep doing. But yeah, I really, at the beginning, I, 
I kind of go feet first and yeah. try it all. I would, I'm the same way. So I can relate to that too. Um, for married to military, are you, so in our space, you know, uh, the economy is not great. Um, things are shifting all the time, it seems. And I, I'm starting to see in like the service-based industry is it, it feels like it's not becoming as much as a priority as it used to be because finances, um, are tighter than they used to be. Are you noticing that? Are you hearing that? What's that like for your industry? I would say that money is one of the biggest objections that people have. And I think it's a legitimate objection. And I think that it's frustrating because people are legitimately having to choose between taking care of themselves and, you know, putting food on the table, which is taking care of yourself, but just in a very different way. And I, I think both of them are very important. So yeah, I definitely feel it. And I think it, again, it, along with everything else, I think I'm really trying to be creative with how can I offer supportive services to people without, um, you know, with, with a lower price point. That's one of the other values of my like Voxer only package is, you know, I'm not actually getting on a call. So it's significantly more affordable than, um, you know, than when I, when I have to like put my time and, and actually do that. So, um, but yeah, I think it's, Tell me more about the course. Well, the course is going to be um, like different modules. So there's going to be like a video, but also an audio. So if you don't want to sit and watch something, you can do it on the go. It will have a workbook that will help you tailor like what you're hearing me teach to your marriage because nothing is cookie cutter when it comes to marriage or really when it comes to humans. And, um, it's going to be based, it's going to be like deployment based. So I also am going to have a Facebook group specifically for people, um, who can, so now you can also come and get sort of alive where you can ask questions like while you're in the middle of it. So you can get it and you can consume it you know, on your own time, on your own schedule, when you can fit it in, and you still can have that. So I'll be in the Facebook group um, to, you know, answer questions and, and just provide support too. But um, it's funny how I'm, I'm pretty much almost done with it. Like it's going to be coming out at the beginning of the year. And it, you know, I'll be like, Oh, this, I just thought of this. We're going to add this in. <laughs> so I say all of this now and, and it may change even a little bit, but, um, how's that process? Because been? again, sorry, it's, go ahead. I, I, it's, um, well, I'll just say, but because again, I'm not having to get on like individual calls with people, I can keep the, the price point much, much lower. And, um, you know, I, I think it just, it helps, it helps people to be able to say, look, I don't have to sacrifice, you know, lunch so that I can, right. you know, <laughs> right. get, feel better in, in my life and in my marriage. And I, I just find it like so ironic because in, in times of like, picking and choosing because of the availability of money comes like stress in marriage. So a mm-hmm. counselor would be a great asset, but you're like having to pick and choose. It's like really terrible that we have to pick and choose these things. 
Yeah, um, it's really unfortunate. It's it's and especially now with, you know, inflation the way that it is, and it really can be as as big of a thing as I don't know if I'll be able to put food on the table. Um, and so so what you have to be miserable at home in your marriage right. so that you can right it, like what a terrible decision <laughs> right. to have to make that's <laughs> what i mean like i just wish that there was like a way for all things to be available <laughs> you know like so yeah. back sorry back to the course i want to hear um more about the process of creating a course cuz like you said like you in your profession you always knew what to do there what was it like building out a course and or what is it like that sounds like you're still doing it a bit. Well, yeah, I think that for me, it kind of came down to the nice thing is I'm living the life of the people that I am working with. So especially like I'm doing a deployment course, I'm in the middle of a deployment. And so I kind of was using that like, I've done all of the deployment retreats and I've done all the briefs and I've done the reintegration, you know, la la la. I've done all of them. And I think that they're wonderful. Like, don't get me wrong. I think any resource that is created is beneficial. And I find that there is sometimes things that are missing, like especially now I have moved um, to be with family during this deployment because I had such a young kid and all of those resources aren't available to me right now or a lot of them. And, and then I also was finding that a lot of them don't get at the the emotional side. Like no one was talking about like, Hey, you're going to be really, really, really lonely. Here's how you fix that. Like it just, you know, they say you're strong and you're resilient and yeah, I am. I am all of those things, but I, you know, so I kind of, created the course that I wanted yeah, <laughs> that yeah. I was wanting that I was living like what so it was like what are the hardest parts about this for me about this experience what are the hardest parts that I see in my clients that they talk about too like where are those overlaps and then now I dug into my psychology background the research and like let's fix those things because there are enough resources that are going to like help you prepare you know so you have a power of attorney and help you right like those <laughs> but I wanted to get out like what's the biggest like hardest parts of this and how do we make those things easier so it was kind of cool it was like helping myself in the process in like a really weird way I don't even think it's that weird I think it's really cool I I saw you have like the entrepreneur hat on and then you switched mm-hmm. to like the psychology hat because you were like filling in gap, which is like what all entrepreneurs are doing. They see a problem and they solve it, you know, and you like, you were living in it and you're like, how am I going to fix this? Um, so well, it's, it's like any invention that comes out, right? right? Like it's just like, I was even like, I have this donut pillow that I use while I'm breastfeeding. And it was like, somebody just said like this normal pillow doesn't work. I'm going to create one with a hole in the middle and it, right. It's genius. And I think that's, right. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So whenever this comes out, there's going to be so many people that are just like, this is what we've been waiting on. Like this is, but they don't have the experience that you have to be able to put it all together in a, in a cute little digital package and, and hand it over, you know, like I, That's I find what those we're things doing right now. We're in the process of making it cute. 
<laughs> so are you doing? I can do the content. I don't. I'm not great at making it cute. I do. I do have a, a, a virtual assistant that helps me with some of that stuff. Nice. I love. Um, and this is something that you and I talked about when we were working together. Yeah. But um, you know, the outsourcing of things that don't necessarily have to be like traditional outsourcing too. Like, yeah, I got somebody to clean my house, and I got you know like <laughs> things that. I needed something off of my plate. Um, and like we yeah. have said before, like I love doing the business stuff. So it wasn't even necessarily that, that felt like a burden. So yeah. um, what are like, so you have a virtual assistant and um, what else do you love to just have off of your plate or yeah. where, where do you go whenever you're like, it, it's running over, like I got to fix this. Yeah. So the thing, I would say that those are even two. So in life it's, um, I will get, dinners delivered. Um, and even just like the, not, not like Uber eats or something, but like, I actually will try to get, um, I'm trying to even think of the name of them, but I can't, but like just, they're, but they're complete meals. No, oh, but they're like, like they're complete meals, but you get something like that. Yeah. But I'm not okay, cooking yeah. them. They're already cooked. And all I have oh, to nice. do is heat them up. It's daily harvest. I think yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. is the brand. Uh-huh. Um, but I just find like when I need to cut corners, it's going to be those kinds of things. Like I, so somebody that comes and cleans my house is the first thing that I always do. Um, meals is another one. Um, when it came to my actual business, it's all the tech stuff that I am not great at. So setting up my website, um, making sure that this sales page links to this, you know, and it's like all of those sorts of things that, um, you know, I, it's going to take me a really long time and I don't totally enjoy doing it. And that's, I think what I've started to, to figure out. So you're, you're constantly having to give something, whether it's your time or money. And I think that sometimes I'm looking at that, where is my time? Could I be making money? You know, like, could I give Absolutely. somebody this to do? And actually like, that's sort of what I, the game I've been playing. Like, I don't what is have your a time worth right now? Like, what is yeah, your time worth? Exactly. And what could exactly. I, that's it. So, um, recently I have explored bringing someone on as, um, not as an employee. Because I, I am at the time, the point, or I feel like I'm at the point where it's the only way that I'm going to grow is to offload the littler tasks. So I have all of these little tasks that are taking up so much of my time. And I feel like I should be like above that pay grade. Like I, I think that I need yeah. somebody there to fill that gap that doesn't really want to be in it. Doesn't, you know, like your virtual assistant, like I need somebody that comes on and I just offload all of that stuff to them, take mm-hmm. it off of my plate. And I, the interesting thing is, is that I, I have a virtual assistant. Um, I'm, like that's falls under the umbrella of my company and I love to do it for other people, but because I'm doing it for other people, mine is getting lost in the shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. So just like evaluating and reevaluating constantly is I, I think yeah. really important, especially with all of the moving and shaking. Well, and I was really adamant about posting my own social media. Like I wanted it, anything that come out to be me. And then I went on maternity leave and I was like, that's not going to happen. So she started doing just my daily posts and I would still be the one to like answer DMs, do the stories, like do all of that stuff. And I just realized that it just wasn't that because I could still respond to any comments. I could still like, it just wasn't. 
And it, it ended up the amount of time in a week that that actually was taking me, I didn't realize until yeah. I sort of took it off. And, and I was like, oh, I don't actually need to be and I doing think it's this. Important. If anything, my stories are better because I'm not, you know, I'm not because trying you can be to more do present. all the things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can actually be more like day-to-day present instead of like worrying about what's on the feed. And um, I think it's important um, from a virtual assistant and in, in search of a virtual assistant, finding somebody that knows your voice, because if they can talk in your voice online, mm-hmm. that you, yeah. you don't feel like you're coming to the table um, like a phony or a fake, like everything is well, still true. And I haven't even gotten there yet. I still write it all and even make my own graphics. She just posts it for me. Oh my gosh. And yeah. so... I think that, I mean, my next step will have to be doing something kind of what you're talking about is having, and we're kind of in the process of that is having her learn how I respond to things. So, so little things that she can do, she, she will, but, um, but yeah, I'm even still like, that's the thing is I was so resistant to like giving up. Yeah. And it's just so crazy. And all it was, was that was scheduling or just she'll even live, just go in and and post something. And it's just like, why was I so weird about writing the captions and stuff? I would, I would venture to say that if, if you dove into it a bit, you would realize that she already knows how to talk like you because she's seen your captions. Like she's seen your graphics. Like she can probably show up and you wouldn't, nobody outside of you would know. know that it was even happening. And I, I think that you would find even more relief in that. Um, and I, I hear that a lot from my own clients of like, Oh, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to let go of it. I want, you know, it's my social media. Like I want it to be authentic. And then as soon as I, you know, we do the same thing where it's a gradual progression and then they're like, Oh, look at all this time I have, like, look at all, <laughs> look at, you know, look where I can be spending my time, like money-making tasks and things yeah. like that. Well, and that's then now I can think about the course and now I can think about like, it, it like once I was able to stop those, the creativity in my business about how I can make this work really skyrocketed. And it really like coincided at the exact same time was, um, I had now more space to be able to, you know, dream and think. And then because of that, so like, that's what it is, is it's, you're just giving yourself like more, more brain space to be able to kind of figure stuff out. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, so we're, we're coming up on our our final moments together. Um, And I, so I want to throw it to you and I want to, first, I want to hear about something that I want to hear like a defining moment or a piece of advice or something like that, that you have felt along more so in the last year, like May, 2021, after you started married to military, like where, where you see this like shift point or something that you were like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And you know, this is, this is it for me. And then I want you to tell us like where we can find you and all of those things. So yeah, Ooh, big questions. Okay, I can tell. I mean, I, I can tell you. I can almost pinpoint it. So, I remember it was. Um, it's actually my current business coach, but I it was one of my first times with her, and she said, "Okay, like, what do you want to work on?" We were just doing like a little weekend thing, and I said, 
you know, I don't know what I don't know about business. Like I, I can do the coaching because I've been a therapist, but like, I don't know how to, um, run a business and I don't know how to market and I don't. And she, like her whole thing was, you know, that is keeping you from doing all the things you need to do. It's, it's that belief in your, in, in myself that I know what I need to say to my people. I know and if anything, I'm the best person to do that. But until I fully believed and you know, I call that the self-trust until I really had just as much self-trust in myself as I did about the, the actual coaching that I was providing, like that was when things shifted and you can really see the momentum of even things as, as, you know, insignificant as the number of followers that I had. And the, you know, everything really shot up after that. And and all it was, was, and not just saying I believed in myself, but actually <laughs> believing in myself yeah, and knowing that I could figure, anything that I didn't know I could figure out. Um, yeah. So yeah, that would say in terms of finding me, um, you can find me on, on Instagram at married to military. I also have a podcast married to military. I would love for you to join. So yeah, if you have any, I would just say Instagram is probably the best way. That's where I am the most. You can always send me a DM if you want me to, you know, if you want to chat with me one-on-one, I love hearing from people. I love answering questions, all of the things. So that's probably the best way as well as the podcast. Yeah. And we have the course coming out in Jan- at the beginning of the year in, in January. Yes. There is a wait list so people can get on the wait list to get some savings um, and some special bonuses and that sort of thing. So you can find my website is um, www.lindsaycavanaugh.com. But you can also find that through social media, too. And I know that it's very to military and I know that you speak in those terms a lot. But I will say from experience that your resources online would be good across the board and not just for military families. So. Um, I have been to your website personally. So uh, thank you so much for being on. I'm super excited um, to share what I already know about you and share it with everybody else. And yeah, um, I I appreciate it so much. And I look forward to seeing your adventures in Japan. I'm a little bit jealous. I I miss those, miss those days. (laughs) Thank you. That gives me a lot of hope. I'm looking at the move and it seems daunting, but when you get over the hill, when when you get over the hump of the move, um, it's, awesome. it's all good things. It's all good things. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I, I'm so appreciative of you too. And I have always looked up to you and your business as well. So I, I just oh, am happy to be walking this. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be walking this entrepreneurial life with you. <laughs> yeah. I love that we like transitioned and now we're like business friends. <laughs> yeah. <cool. laughs> all right. Have a good cool. day. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the mastermind mixer. I had a great time talking with Lindsay and just hearing about Married to Military from the insider's perspective. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and that you found inspiration in Lindsay's passion for helping military spouses achieve marriage goals. To learn more about Lindsay and her coaching services, visit her website at lindsaycavanaugh.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-C-A-V-A-N-A-G-H.com. Don't forget to follow her on social media at Married to Military as well, where she shares valuable tips, insights, and stories to support military couples. While you're there, click the link in her bio and you can download 
the Deployment Survival Guide, and you can also sign up for her waitlist for her program called In the Trenches, Mastering Deployment for a Stronger Marriage. As I wrap up this episode, I hope you've enjoyed your mint iced tea, even if it had some rum in it. And please remember to subscribe, rate, and review the Mastermind Mixer on your favorite podcast platform. Your support helps me continue to bring more engaging and inspiring stories from entrepreneurs and professionals. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.